Hello, everybody. Episode 74. My name is Justin Peach. Hey, I'm Chris. And this is the Bobble Buffoons Podcast. What's up? Hola, hola, hola. There you go. Three hellos. <laughs> In a row. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Glad that y'all are listening and with us, mm-hmm. hanging out with us. Uh, sorry about last week. You know, we put that junk out at like, I think it finally came out at like 345 or something like that. Hey, sometimes things be like that. Real life, man. We're real, we're just two real guys. Just with, two with real, real dudes. families and real problems. <laughs> Stuff that happens. And we also cut things way too close. We could probably plan better. But I don't know what you're talking about. Well, we always do it. Now it's on Wednesday. And we're like, we have to put this out tomorrow. Like, We should probably give ourselves a day. A little buffer? Yeah, but man, we have staff meetings on Mondays. Yeah. You could change that. You're in charge of them. Monday feels like a staff meeting day, though. It does, but it ruins my whole day. It doesn't ruin it. It's just kind of like. It's uh, a big chunk. It's a big chunk of my day. Uh, sorry for those listening, Brett. No, you listen. It didn't ruin it. <laughs> Chris, you're right. It didn't ruin it. It's yeah, just kind of jerk. like. I know. <laughs> sorry. I do like them. And I think we had a good one this past week. Yeah, we did. So when there's stuff going on at church, mm-hmm. which we do, and yeah. now we're getting the ball rolling it's again. Like New year. It's like, hey, we need to yeah. be having these meetings because sure. we got things going on. Yeah. We got to work it. Communication is key. <laughs> Communication. Collaboration. <laughs> Connection. Synergy. Synergy. <laughs> Really want I really want to have a more synergistic feel to this podcast. Do you? No, I don't. That's know. not what this podcast is about. It just felt good. Felt good to say. A synerg- I don't know what that means. It doesn't matter. You. I you, feel like it means streamlined. I'm gonna. I, there's there's me. There's you. We have synergy. You no, know, but, but with the people. Simpatico with the people. Simpatico. Hey, you know our buddy Jacob Hall. I'm a big fan of that word. Simpatico. Is he? Yeah. I like I like to hear him use that word. Well, y'all work out a lot together. We do. When does he use that working out? So, <laughs> because I'd say he would say that by working so out. If we, you know, sometimes one of us will sort of take the lead and picking what we're going to do that day, and sometimes the other one will. But sometimes we're both just kind of doing it together, and we'll go for the same piece of equipment oh. or have the same idea, and, and he'll just be like, Got "Simpatico, it. so simpatico." Do you remember like nine years ago when I worked out with y'all once? Did you really? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> I went I went at like six in the morning with you or five in the morning, whenever y'all go. Yeah. I went with you and Jacob. I worked out with y'all once. And you were like, nope. It literally was probably like three years ago. Yeah. That's probably Four I don't remember. And I was like You're not a morning person. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. That's that's just fundamentally a part of the problem. It's yeah. Like, that's what that's the that's the only time I can make it work. I need to. So this episode, we keep saying over and over again, we're not gonna talk about uh New Year's resolutions. One, I think they're garbage. Mm. If you want to change something, do it in August. Do it in March. It doesn't matter what day it is. But there is something about like new, new year, new me, right? Go. Like we're yeah. gonna do something different. Um, I do think it's a great time to try new things. So in a church calendar, this in like August or September is yeah, when you change when you things. start new things. When you start yeah. like starting a school, you start a new year. This is the halfway point, so new, small a new group, semester. Yeah. yeah, so you can do new things there. So it, it it is typically in my job for the past thirteen or so years, like when I start new things. Yeah. So personally, I'm just gonna adopt that personally. 
I, I should. I don't know what it is. Like uh, on the deal of working out, that's what everyone says. I should go running with your wife. It's 28 degrees in the morning. She hasn't been because she's like, it's too cold. It is cold. No. Then who's going to stay at home when the baby sleep? Oh, Jack can watch him. Jack's asleep. <laughs> Jack ain't doing nothing. Then what's the problem? Well, that's also true. <laughs> that's also true. Um, well, hey, we are going to talk a little bit about that today. Not really so much as New Year's resolutions, but really as life goals. Mm. So if you... Are big goal. If you are in the future, if this is 2023 and you're listening to this in like April, yeah, and you're still, like, oh, it's applies. New Year's. This still applies, yeah, right. Whenever you catch this, if you're a future person, hello, yeah, <laughs> hello from hello the past, from the past, hello from the past. Things are bonkers, guys. <laughs> if you do not know that, go listen to our last 70 episodes and the things are bonkers. <laughs> um, hey, 74 episodes, yeah. Good job. This podcast is like our pandemic baby. It is. And, and now it's 74 it's, weeks old. And now it's, uh, yeah, a little over a year. We're getting there. Uh, we've technically been doing it for three calendar, like it's, it is 20, 21, 22. Correct. But we've only been doing it because we caught it right at that time. So mm-hmm. it's only been one year. Yeah. Or year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost a year and a half. Yeah. Not good with math, but I think it's a year and a half. Um, all right, so we're going to kick off. We did Psalm 16 last week. Mm-hmm. Again, guys, every time we sit and do a podcast, we're like, oh, this is going to be like a 20-minute podcast. It was our third longest we've ever done. Yeah, it was a long one. It was one. a minute. It was an hour and two minutes. You can get lost in them psalms. You can get psalm lost. <laughs> <laughs> you can get psalm lost real hard and real quick. Real and there's a lot of them. Yeah. So you for real could. We were just in 16. We even get that deep into them. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we're going to hit a little bit uh, today um, on maybe a book that you don't read often. Mm, it's a great book, though. And uh, we, we, we are not going to sit here. Again, we are ministers. We are dudes. Uh, we are not theological. Even though <laughs> I say that. I have a master's in theological study. Chris is getting his right now. Mm. But we're not OT scholars. Mm-hmm. Uh we have a lot of resources just like you. So if you guys are like, wow, you guys pulled some great things in your brains must be fantastical. Look at the big brain on Brad. Look at the big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we use other books and other tools. Right. And oh, so yeah. to find things, we don't keep all that in our head. Mm. Um, I forget too many things. So, <laughs> but we are going to hit this old Testament book, uh, book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah. We're going to talk about goals. We're going to be in chapter one and basically go through a little bit of chapter one and then chapter two to like verse five. Nothing too big, nothing crazy. Um, but on this, we're going to let Chris start us off, hit us up with some background with time. Some, with some backgrounds. Yeah. So uh, 538 BC, AKA. A really long time ago. <laughs> like It's almost yeah. hard to comprehend how long ago this was, but this is ancient history. 500 years before Jesus. Correct. So 538 So if you're BC, trying to picture it on a timeline in your head, this is... Back way up. A long time. <laughs> the up. United States is not 500 years. Right. Well, as a country. I mean, we were here. But so almost, almost twice as old long. as the U.S. before Jesus. <laughs> that makes sense. That... that uh, 
that's sound. But it is funny though, like just uh, uh, when we read these dates and these times in the Bible, we kind of just skim over them. But we're talking about a long, long time ago. But there's a Persian king, uh, Cyrus the Great, um, and uh, he issues what's known as the Proc- the Edict of Cyrus. Ooh. And what happened? Significant, majorly significant in the history of the Israelite people. Uh, but it enabled free Jews to return to Jerusalem. So if you want to go back... This is predating Nehemiah, but it's important background. Yeah, so what, what is it? About, um, what did I read? Uh, about 140 years before this book right, is uh, when the Jewish people were conquered by the enemy and that took control of Jerusalem. Right. So again, 140 years before this book is when it's kind of conquered um, in this and, and go back, read your history. There's been a lot of battles, Jerusalem kicked out insulate. There, it, it's just, yep. it's a very, uh, um, it's a, it's a very, uh, I'm trying to use a word. It's a tumultuous. Yeah. Oh, that's a good word. Yes. So 538 Area. BC Cyrus, the Still great is. releases, uh, the Jews to go back home. Uh, the events of the book of Nehemiah happen in 444 BC, so about a hundred years after this initial edict. Yeah, and there's this concept in in Hebrew and in in the Hebrew tradition of Aliyah, Ooh. and what that means is to return to Zion, yeah. to to go home, basically. And what we've got here in the book of Nehemiah is what you're gonna find out is Nehemiah is gonna lead a third Aliyah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, it's inspired by this news that he gets about the broken walls of Jerusalem. So he gets the news that the walls of Jerusalem are just devastated. They're broken. They're crumbling. Yes. And for a city in walls, the ancient Near East, you got no walls. You got no city. Walls are pretty important. If you can't protect your people, you know, you're not going to exist, basically. And so he's just heartbroken. Um, and he hits his knees and we're going to talk about this, yeah. but, but he spends time in fasting and in prayer and he is the cupbearer, which is a high position in the government, uh, for King, a, a different Persian King, yeah. uh, a subsequent Persian King, King Ataxerxes. Um, so he's this cupbearer. So he's this Israelite official in the Persian government, government mm-hmm. basically. And he approaches his King and he asks for the special permission to go back home to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls and you know god has kind of laid this path for him he's blessed it and not only does artaxerxes say artaxerxes artaxerxes <laughs> say yes you can do it but he sends him with like a military escort he's yeah. saying i'm not just letting you do this i'm, I'm going to help you. and support and so nehemiah uh, leads this third aliyah this return to zion uh to do kind of three things he's gonna he, he wants to rebuild the walls of re- jerusalem he wants to resettle Jerusalem as a real city, and he wants to uh, reestablish the law of Moses in Israel. And uh, there's this other character, you know, the book right before this in the Bible is Ezra. And for a long time, Ezra and Nehemiah were one book. And it and it and the stories go together. Flow together pretty good. You know, yeah. once, if you're interested in Nehemiah, go back and read Ezra and Nehemiah. The stories really go together. But Prequel. He, he partners with Ezra for the spiritual renewal of the people in Israel. And Nehemiah himself is really taken on the mantle of the physical restoration of Jerusalem and rebuilding these walls. And the book's kind of got a mixed ending, like... They do get the walls rebuilt, which is awesome and what he set out to do. Um, but there's all this uh, 
turmoil and trouble with the people in Jerusalem, surrounding Jerusalem. They won't follow uh, the law. They're working on the Sabbath, all this stuff. So not to be a spoiler, but (laughs) basically Nehemiah (laughs) kind of did it, but they didn't fully do it. Yeah. Nehemiah kind of ends the book. I I guess it's not funny, but it's a little funny. He's just like, God, just remember that I tried. (laughs) That's kind of how the book ends. He did my best. best. People are tough. All right. So that's a little background. Hey, that's a quick four minute <laughs> spill. I hope that was all right. That you can you need to read the book. Uh it's really good. But what we're gonna talk about here is his goals and really just at the very beginning. So Nehemiah one, um, starting at verse four. Says, As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, and I continued fasting and praying before God of heaven. And I said, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Mm -hmm. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant that I now pray before you day at night for the people of Israel, your servants, confessing the sins of the people of Israel, which have sinned against you. So, well, that's just a, I don't know if I've ever had a intro to my prayer to God, <laughs> like a preamble <laughs> prayer to God about God. I just want you to know, Hey, keep my ears open <laughs> and those eyes. I got some stuff that's going to be hidden yet. Right. Like here it comes. Like his preamble is so much prettier than my yeah, normal it's prayers. Very eloquent. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Prayer. Uh, please be with me. And this yeah. is like your ears and attentive to <laughs> your people. It's like, dang, good job, Nehemiah. So in this, so he just says, like, look, I'm praying for my people. So his heart breaks. Yeah. For his people, no, they are not doing what they should. They have been conquered, but now they're being let back, and it's still not the way that God has intended. Mm. So his heart breaks where God's heart breaks, his mm. heart breaks in, in what the circumstances are. So he just kind of talks about that. He fasts and he prays. But then if you go to two, if you just skip forward a little bit to two, um, uh, let's see, I think verse four, five, uh, verse four, it says, then the King said to me, whatever, what are you requesting? So I prayed to the God of heaven in verse five. And I said to the King, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may rebuild it. Mm. And the king said to me, the queen sitting beside him. I don't know why they had that. I don't know if your Bible has that. It it does. The king with the queen. With the queen sitting beside him. How long will you be gone or return? And so, like, basically, he says, yes, and he gives them more. So, in this. We're kind of looking at goals. Now, again, this is a cool historic story, um, historical story in this, but I want to look at it. How does this apply today? Mm -hmm. What can we take from Nehemiah? What can we take from one and two? Not the whole book, not him going and doing it. Um, But this idea of, man, this is a big goal. This is something massive. Mm. Uh, And so when we talk about, um, when we talk about our, New Year's resolutions, I really want to talk about what is just your goal. And it may be a monthly goal, a weekly goal, year's goal. Right. Nehemiah didn't think, hey, I'm going to do this next week and I'll come back. This is like basically the rest of your life like, <laughs> is dedicated to do this. right? One, they didn't have the technology. It's not like, hey, I want to build a fence and around my house. It's like, oh, well, we could probably do that in a weekend. Mm. <laughs> it's not quite like that. Yeah. Um, so looking at this, I think that Nehemiah has God-sized goals. Yeah. And I wonder how often do we have God-sized goals? Mm. Um, is our goals um, 
too small, too vague, too like, ah, maybe, or is it like, no, I want to go, I want to build this. Mm. This is something huge for him. Um, I believe that Nehemiah's goals began with, um, it, it began with difficulty. Mm. It began with hardship. Yeah. And so as we kind of look at our goals, we're going to hit kind of three things here. Um, but one of the first ones I want to talk about is, um, it began with difficulty. Yeah. It began with his heart breaking. Right. Um, and so for you, and I'll ask you, Chris, and you listeners out there, you guys can answer yourself. What do most of your goals center around? Mm. So if you think about resolutions and goals, what do they typically, what are they centered around? Mm. Uh, I tend to view most of my working life, whatever you want to call it, in terms of problems and opportunities. And so typically if I'm setting a goal, it's either a problem that I'm trying to resolve or I see an opportunity either in my business yeah. or in our organization, whatever, to improve something or make something better. But typically it's like, you know, just kind of trying to look at the world around me and okay. and and see, you know, either what I think could be better or what's definitely broken and try to fix those things. And I would think that you're in the minority, which is good. Hmm. Good job. Hey, well, <laughs> Good job. I think for most people, when they think about, when you think about New Year's resolutions, mm. so I might hit on that topic, and I know that stinks, but um, what are most people's New Year's resolutions? Yeah, it's it's definitely more self-centered. Right? And like, I want to lose, lose weight. I want to get in more shape, money, make whatever. more money, yeah. save more. Yeah. I want to purchase a new car. Drink I want less. To, huh? Drink less. Drink less. I want to go on vacation. Yeah. I want to do these things where it's like, it's basically all self-serving. Yeah. How do I make myself better, more rich, more happy, yeah. more comfortable, more whatever. And that's not bad things. Like yeah. wanting to make yourself healthier. Good. Mm -hmm. Wanting to treat yourself maybe to a vacation. Great. Mm -hmm. All those things are fine. Get better grades if you're a student. Graduate, right? There's all those things um, in the student realm. Uh but I think most people don't look at the world on the outside and say, how can I fix this? Yeah. And so with it being difficult or is there some sort of difficulty or hardship? And I think that's probably a better word is, are your goals centered around a hardship mm. really for other people? Mm. Do you see an injustice happening? Do you see pain and hurt and anger and hardships for somebody else and go, I think that I can help. Yeah. And I think God with me, I can help for yeah. sure. And how can I do that? Yeah. I th we, we talk about this a, a lot, but if you want to have God sized goals, you got to have God colored glasses on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's the way you look at the world and man, just the, the rawness of how the scripture talks about Nehemiah's heart being broken. Yeah. Like, man, am I even putting myself in a position to see uh, that hurt. experience yeah. pain that other people are feeling and just to be like it, yeah. broken over it. That's where God is like waiting to step in and do something bigger than we can do on our own is when we open ourselves up to people and, and, and their problems, like people are super messy. <sighs> and I think, Often, you know, and this is that yeah. self-centered side of things. It's like we sort of keep people at a distance. Yeah. We sort of don't want to get too involved because if you get involved, your heart is going to break for people. And there ain't nothing to do with a broken heart except go to God with it. 
Yeah. So I think it's like, that's, it's a way of viewing the world. It's a way of viewing community and living life together. It's like, yeah, if I want to have God sized goals, I got to look at the world the way the God, way that God does. And you know, when that heart breaks, that's when you'll, you'll, you'll feel that, that pull to do something that might seem <laughs> impossible. Yeah, absolutely. And for you, so if you were to think about that, it's like, man, okay, I want to have my eyes open now to pain or hurt or difficulties or something happening. Hey, be ready to see a lot of that. Yeah. Right? Like, be be prepared. Mm-hmm. So if you do, if you say, okay, God, open my eyes, and you start with prayer saying, God, open my eyes, where do you want me to to uh, see pain and hurt mm. that I can maybe step in and intercede and help and shine your light in those situations. You're going to have so much of that. Yeah. Then I think it goes on to a second level of prayer. Tell me about it. <laughs> I think it goes on to a second level of prayer of God, help me discern where you want me to go. Yeah. And I think God walked with Nehemiah in this and, and he saw, no, that no, my, no, our people are back, but it's not the way it should be. It's not what, what should we do? Mm-hmm. A wall needs to be built yeah. to protection and to have security and to have those things. And so he went back to God in prayer saying, uh-huh. what, what is it? And so for us, yeah, God, I pray for all of these things, these 15, 20 things that I've seen this month that just break my heart. I know they break your heart. Praying again, saying, what is the one, two things that I can actually help out with or yeah. God, what are you steering me to? Yeah. What are you helping me with that? I love this point in, 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 in this little study and yeah. it's because it's a great litmus test. It's a great measuring stick. If you want to know if a goal that you have is a God sized goal or a, or a you sized yeah. goal, do you feel the need to pray about it before well, you get to work on it? If you don't feel like I I've got to go to God with this, then it's probably not a God-sized goal. Well, that's back to my okay. So that's just going to jump ahead to my third step, oh, which no. no, but they're like all together, right? <laughs> so they're all 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 of these are together. Yeah, asking God for discernment on where He wants you to go, but then you got to look at it. Uh, You're right. Is this a God-sized problem? A God-sized goal? Or is it a me-size? Mm. If it's a me-size, then it's like I don't need Him. I don't need God's help. Mm. Right. Like I don't need God to help me. Um, you know, which I talk to our students about this. If we're wanting to raise money for something, I don't need God's help to raise $20 to give to an organization. Mm. I need God's help to raise $20,000. Yep. Right. <laughs> like that ain't something that I can do right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not financially set, but God can do that. Or if it's something bigger, we want to, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, if if you can look at that goal and go, oh, that seems doable. Mm. Like, oh, that seems very doable. Yeah. Then I don't think it's God's size. Right. Rebuilding a wall around a city is God's size. Rebuilding a wall in a city when you're in a whole different, different city yeah. in the service of a different government with no resources and no no ability to go do it. That's when you hit your knees and you say, God, I hear you calling me to do this great work. I can't do it. Show me the path. You make it make it work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and you know, one of the things that, you know, we try to hit on this and try to hit on other things of, well, then why, then why do this? Mm. What is the point of having God sized goals? Yeah. Um, just to like pat ourselves on the back to go, mm. Hey, look, I helped this organization do this, or I 
fed this many people or whatever it may be. It, it's, it is not a pat on the back. Yeah. Hey, look what I did. Look what I've done. Um, there is a part of relying on God. Mm-hmm. There's a part of surrendering to God. There's a part of asking him for his wisdom and vision to help you discern where you should go. Or is it even something that you should do? Because maybe that goal, there may be a hundred people that are looking at that problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not the person yeah. that, you know, that is suited to fit this the right way. Maybe somebody else, but God has another plan for you in this. Um, and I think another thing while we kind of think of why, why do we have God's size goals? I think when you tell your walk and story, with Jesus and God. And if someone asks you, how has God worked in your life in 2021? And you're like, I don't know. Mm. Or it takes a little bit. Yeah. That means that you're not doing God size activities. You're not living in the steps that God wants you to live because you're not relying on him. Yeah. You don't know when he's there. But if you continually say every goal, every step, everything that I'm doing is going to be centered by God, mm. he's going to put you in difficult situations that you cannot handle. But he can. Yeah. And then you look back and go, dang, I did get through that. Yeah. How? Oh, because of him. And then that's a new story for you to tell other people, for you to go out and share that with other people. Yeah. We, you know, we're just so limited, like in ourselves. Um, but we're called to, to this story, this crazy, improbable story yeah. of God interacting and redeeming and loving the world. Uh, and he primarily does that through people, right? Yes. And the fact of the matter is we're just not, we are not capable of accomplishing what God needs us to do in our own self. And so it's when you step out, it's when you embrace the power that is in Christ, that is in the Holy Spirit, and you start dreaming big, and doing these big things that you actually live the life that God has called you to live. If you're stuck in your own limitations, it's just not a part of the story. Yeah. Right. And you can hold off on that as long as you want, but God is, <laughs> is constantly inviting us and putting us in situations where we can step out and trust and see that he's there. That's where he is. Yeah. You know, that when you come to the end of your rope or your ability or whatever, that's where you actually see and experience and find how powerful and loving God really is. Yeah, I, I think there's two parts to that. Oh, there's probably many parts. But one is I do, think, part. I do think God wants to cultivate your interest and your abilities and your mm-hmm. talents to work for his good. Mm-hmm. Great. And so if uh, if you enjoy these things, he says, I, use use your talents for my you know, glory. Mm-hmm. But there's another part that is right alongside that that's like, God may use you and it may not be your talent. Yeah, very he very intentionally might yes. not be. <laughs> yes, right? And so like I don't think about Nehemiah. It doesn't say, well, he lived in Jerusalem. He was an excellent builder. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, hey, can I do this? And they're like, yeah, that seems right up your alley. Yeah, go for it. No, you're far away and you hold a cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So like it's he he wasn't his big manual labor, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. He, he didn't know how to do that. Yeah, and it also says that, you know, I'm sure there was a contingent of builders and stuff, but it, it says that all the people, like men, women, maybe even children, were Helped. helping build this wall. Right. And so, like, it's the improbable. God loves the improbable. <laughs> yeah. Like, God loves to tell a good story 
And a good story is not, hey, Chris, you're good at this particular thing. Why don't you just do that? And then maybe you'll give credit to God. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll just say, well, I'm just happen to be really good at this thing. But when God takes me out of my comfort zone and puts me somewhere I don't belong and he still does something really cool, I don't have any choice but to say, well, God did that. Yeah. It didn't have nothing to do yeah. with me. You know, I was just trying to be faithful. I don't know if I have talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> Squadcast. Okay. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. So it it, it is unique for me, one, to have a podcast. I mean, I guess anyone with an iPhone can do it. Or maybe not an iPhone. Just something. You could probably just do it. Uh, but to have a podcast... My primary job, I am a student minister. I teach about three lessons a week sometimes, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and if I do a podcast or do whatever. So I teach a lot. I speak a lot. A lot of my job is speaking. Sunday morning church, I do the announcements almost every Sunday. I did baby dedication, helped out with that this week. I preach sometimes. I enjoy doing that. Yeah. If you were to look at... 1994, Justin, mm. 1995, Justin, uh, I'm severely dyslexic, mm. uh, but did not know that in 95. I didn't know that until two th- until 2003. Mm. I didn't know that I was dyslexic. I just yeah. knew that I can't read and it was miserable, <laughs> right? Like I just like, I'm, he's just not smart. Uh, so 1995, Justin, you have... A kid who is dyslexic, who was in like the hooked on phonics class in like elementary school. Yeah. Which I thought I was cool to get to go to a separate class. <laughs> Looking back, like, oh, that wasn't cool, man. You had to go to class because you couldn't read. So I went to that <laughs> class. I had a binator retainer in my mouth. So I talk like this all the time. It cut my teeth. I had a big overbite. Yeah. It wasn't retainer. I never had braces. But for a while, I had to talk like this. And I had a severe stutter. Mm. Like, could not talk yeah could not for sure read i mean i could talk yeah we can hang out but if it was an intentional talk like if i had to call somebody on the phone yeah i couldn't say hey is robert there yeah. i would stutter too much or the words wouldn't come out of my mouth mm. if i was reading but the worst part in school was like you we're gonna we're gonna go down the aisle you got the first paragraph second paragraph third paragraph and i'm like oh crap i got the sixth paragraph i gotta figure out how to read really quickly out loud <laughs> right and just like i couldn't do it and it was painful and to think that, like, I don't know what my talents were then, but I knew what my talents weren't. Yeah. And it was reading and speaking in front of people. That sounds miserable. Yeah. But to look at myself now, my primary job is to read and teach and to speak in front of people. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And it, God being like, hey, this isn't your talent, but I'm going to use you. I was also never in a youth group, and yeah. I'm a youth minister. I didn't grow up in church, but I work for a church now. And it's like the weird path to just sit and listen and say, all right, God, I think you're calling me to this area. I don't think I should do that. Mm. This, this does not seem down my alley. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I don't, I don't care what your family past or history is. I care what your future is in me. Yeah. And this is what it should be. Um, so to kind of look at me and my, I'm not saying we're here building walls. You like Moses. <laughs> well, Moses had a bad stutter. Good time, right. Uh, I don't think I'm like Moses, but uh, did Moses also kill a guy? Oh yeah, yeah. Which uh, I'm also not like also Moses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also not like Moses. Oh no, we are alike. I did kill that man. No, uh, murderer, bad stutter, all that. Oh, all, all just like Peach. Yeah, just 
He probably had a beard. He's probably bald. He definitely had a beard. <laughs> Egyptian prince. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he likes lazy rivers. Who doesn't? Or he was forced to like a lazy river. A little reed basket. I love I love a good old... I'm going to put Pete's down the river in a little reed basket. Hey, I'll be I'll be happy. Why don't you put me down that little cahaba? I'll start <laughs> floating down it. <laughs> I'm down. This uh, conversation took a weird turn. <laughs> Just a weird turn. Uh, all, all, all of that to say is... You may or not be like, I don't think that God's leading me. Open up, yeah. be open to him and say, all right, God, I want to go where you want me to go. And it may not be my ability, mm. but that's why it's God size because yeah. it's not your ability. Yeah. Just, just read like the whole thing, the whole Bible. And God is just constantly bucking expectation and picking people for jobs that they're really poorly suited for and doing incredible, incredible things with them. Well, like, I don't think that story's over. I think God still yeah, likes to oh. do that kind of thing. Well, and then, you know, we kind of say this, and I know every church, and we made this push last year, every church is asking for, we need more teachers. We need more volunteers. We want to do more things. And people go, well, I'm not really good at teaching third graders about Moses. It's like, yeah, well, ask God for help with that. Yeah. You may not be good at it. Yeah. But God may be pulling your heart going, man, I wish somebody would step up and teach that class. Mm. Oh, maybe that's you. Yeah. Right? Here here uh, at our church, we are starting this ESOL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, English language. Said, oh, I just English that. speakers of other languages. languages. Right? So we are going to have free classes at our church Thursday nights starting next month. Yeah. Uh, to help people learn English, right? Pretty and nice. there's a lot of people that go, well, I don't know Spanish to help these people. Well, we're not, we're not, we're not really asking that. Yeah, we're asking for you just to be willing to come and help. And yeah. there's a lot of people that step up and go, well, I can't help at this. I I can't do that because it's not my ability. Mm. Well, that is an opportunity for you to gain a story with God right. and to lean on Him. And so next year, when someone says, I can't do this, you can go, I couldn't either, but look, I did it. Yeah. That's the best because that's, of him. And yeah. they're like, Oh guys, that's what testimonies are. That's yeah. what telling your story is. That's what shun and light on God means is I couldn't do it, yeah. but because of him, I could. Right. Let's have 2022. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do a Justin's challenge. got his goal face on <laughs> and he's pointing at me. <laughs> I, I want for us and for our listeners for 2022 to be the year of stepping out of the boat like Peter a year of, I don't know if I can do this, but with, but with God, I can. I want you to fill up a journal of just little stories and big things that you have done because God helped you through it. Yeah. And you're going to be amazed. Mm-hmm. And I say this on this podcast. I tell our students all the time. I say it when I preach. If we look back in January 2023, and I say, tell me how last year went. How did you lean on God and how did God uh, 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 help you in these situations and how did you do God-sized goals? And if you can't off the bat tell me one thing, mm. you didn't do it. Mm. You're not putting yourself out there. Mm. You're not having the Nehemiah prayer. You're having your prayer. Mm. You're having what I want to do. Come on. Get out there. Let's go. Come on now. It's like a pep talk right there. Hey, we can do it. I'm excited. And it, it'll be fun. It will be fun. Big and small. I'm not saying... And scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be scary and there's going to be some frustration. There's going to yeah. be some anger. Again, go back, read some Psalms. Yes. There's plenty of that frustration and anger in there. But ultimately, if you want to start, start by reading the Bible and you're going to be like, oh, this happens all of the time. 
God uses unlikely people to do remarkable things in his name. Boom. And you're one of those if people. If you wanted like a subtitle for the Bible, like it would, that would be a great one. <laughs> right? Yeah. And also he sent his son to die on the cross to save us from our sins and have eternal life with him. Hey, unlikely. There's also that too. But in unlikely. Born of a virgin in a poor part of the world. In a manger. Rode a donkey. Yeah, all that stuff. Carpenter. Unlikely. If I was God coming to earth, I would have not chosen that path. No. That's why I'm not God. <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> That's why. One of many. One of many. Well, hey, guys. We love y'all. We thank you for listening. Again, this is about 35 minutes. We went and at, we went almost double this we last got, time. We just got whiplash on them. We're, we're going to go long, go short. You don't know. You don't even know yet. Sometimes we don't know either, guys. <laughs> we're just over here talking. We're ever preaching to each other. Well, hey, like, review, subscribe, share, rate. Do your job. Hang out, email, fax. Maybe you can fax the title of this to somebody. Maybe. Carrier Pigeon. Do it all. Uh, and we will see y'all next week. Um, and have a good day, guys. Bye, friends. Take care. Take care.